Welcome to Chronic Risk, the voice of the National Cannabis Risk Management Association. Stay tuned for expert advice and analysis on issues pertaining to risk in the cannabis industry from NCRMA's members and certified service partners. Chronic Risk, secured by the National Cannabis Risk Management Association, starts now. Welcome to another episode of Chronic Risk, the voice of the NCRMA, the National Cannabis Risk Management Association. I am your host, Jennifer Zalkin, director of the NCRMA, and I thank you for tuning in today. Chronic Risk is the podcast that gives insights on risk in the cannabis industry from NCRMA's partners, members, and affiliates. In conjunction with the launch of her newest NCRM Academy course, Cannabis Cultivation Compliance, joining us today is Jenny Germano. Jenny Germano began working in the Colorado marijuana industry in 2009 after she transitioned over from working in commercial kitchens for 23 years in the restaurant industry. She worked her way from the ground floor through every employee and management position in medical dispensaries to the level of director of operations of a multi-million dollar recreational dispensary and cultivation operation in 2014. Jenny is a longtime industry vet who witnessed the industry in Colorado go from an unregulated Wild West in 2009 to the strictly regulated market of 2022. This experience has taught her the importance of implementing and understanding regulation and protocol. In 2015, Jenny founded ICS Consulting Service and transitioned from being an employee in the regulated industry to chief executive officer of a compliance-focused consulting business. ICS specializes in compliance-based services, such as third-party state regulatory audits, state and local license application support, technical writing, standard operating procedures development, compliance operations training, employee retention solutions, employee onboarding, license facility build-out support, HR compliance and operational compliance readiness support, as well as being a manufacturer of food and products safety certified and serve safe cert instructor. She is also OSHA certified. And that was such a mouthful, an impressive mouthful. But Jenny, the NCRMA is proud to have ICS Consulting Service as a valued service partner. And we are ever so grateful for your essential contributions to our virtual academy. So Jenny, without further ado, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. You did an amazing job. I know it's such a mouthful. <laughs> it's amazing. I can't wait for another 10 years to go by in this industry and you'll have to read a book about me. <laughs> I know. We'll have to leave an extra 10 minutes in the beginning segment just to, you know, read all of your accolades. But again, we are, we're so excited to have you here today. Um, we're here to discuss the launch of your newest NCRM Academy course, Cannabis Cultivation Compliance. Jenny, the grower cultivation facility is where it all starts for the entire industry as everything that's sold to consumers comes directly from the plant. Can you at a high level break down the areas of importance that contribute to a successful cultivation program? Yes, thanks. That's a really good question, uh, Jennifer. So one of the things I like to talk about is um, the buckets of compliance and every uh, cultivation facility should really take the time uh, to sit down and kind of outline and map out what are the different buckets of compliance for their cultivation operation. 
And one of the buckets I like to talk about are having standard operating procedures are also known as SOPs. And in order to implement those SOPs, there's going to also be the training aspect as well and how employees are going to be trained in order to implement those standards and processes that are outlined. So there's going to be um, SOPs that are required by the state, but also cultivation facilities should really consider implementing some type of SOP that is a federally re regulated type of process, for example, like a fire prevention plan or emergency action plan. Uh, another aspect as well is how you're going to keep up with regulations and keeping up as far as checking in with your state and having you know, keeping up with all the different bulletins coming in on regulation changes that also will help you manage those buckets of compliance. Well, you, you kind of mentioned this, but there seems to be a lot of uncertainty and confusion around federal regulations and how they are enforced in cannabis. So uh, you, you mentioned a few, but what federal standards are currently being enforced at the cultivation level and is OSHA in the industry? Yeah, I would definitely say that OSHA is heavily involved in the industry. People think it's a myth that OSHA is not involved in the cannabis industry at this time, but that is really not true. If, if there is a injury in the facility or if an employee reports the uh, cultivation facility to OSHA, they will come in and do an inspection. If an employee gets a severe injury, such as a burns, death, or a severed limb, OSHA will come in and do an inspection. So they are definitely in our industry and in fact, in some states, OSHA will actually come in and do a complimentary compliance inspection uh, if you reach out to them. A lot of people are kind of scared to invite OSHA into their facility or even uh, the Department of Agriculture to come and check out uh, to make sure that they have their correct PPE gear and how they're applying chemicals to plants in the facility. People get very scared to invite uh, those government-type branches into the to their facility uh, to do any kind of uh, complimentary uh, compliance inspection because they're afraid that it will uh, expose them at some level and then they could get in trouble or lose their license. But I really think it's helpful to reach out to those government branches. They're not really not here to shut people down. They're not here to shut people down who really want to do a good job and, uh, and be a good player in the industry. They're really, they're really trying to shut down people who are causing harm to the general public. A reason why businesses should even more so take advantage of, you know, the support that organizations like yours and, and, and CRMA uh, offer is because there's such power in knowing that you have it all together that, you know, or that, you know, and offer taking an opportunity to learn how you can be better instead of fear the repercussions that might come when inviting someone like OSHA to come into your facility and see what's going on there. Um, and I think really that's ultimately what our goal is, is to uh, make people feel, um, you know, empowered by that. Come on in. Let me show you. Let me know if you have any questions instead of running around like a chicken with your head cut off when they do arrive because you are feeling insecure about what they might find or what they might say here with Jenny Germano from ICS Consulting. And the topic that we're covering today is cannabis cultivation 
compliance. Uh, so Jenny, clearly there's a number of different regulations and standards that have jurisdiction in cannabis cultivation. One that we have found to be less known throughout the industry is the worker protection standard. Can you talk a little more about that one and how it pertains specifically to cultivation compliance? And, you know, and while you're at, do you have any firsthand hazardous chemical stories that were the result of a poorly managed compliance program or anything of the sort that you've seen firsthand? I would say that uh, for the Worker Protection Protective Standard Program, that it's really about, it was a, a federal program that was created to protect farmers, families who farm, and anyone who works in the agriculture industry that are applying any type of chemicals or pesticides uh, to plants. It first started off with, you know, crops. Now people are we're growing inside, we're growing vegetables in hothouses, and now we have cannabis in these large uh, cultivation facilities and warehouses, and sometimes there's also outdoor cultivation facilities as well. So the purpose of the program is really to make sure there's some type of standard in place and protecting uh, employees and workers that they're not walking into a room that was just sprayed with pesticides and inhaling that and, and taking that into their system. Uh, so that's really the purpose of the program is to just protect people from chemicals being applied to plants. And for the firsthand hazardous chemical stories, I always have a couple. I do a lot of audits, rows, and I go into these facilities one thing to note is that I always see the way people store chemicals. It's probably like, I would say top five violations that I see in a cultivation facility is the storage of chemicals and, and a company, they don't, they, they sometimes do not have a, a hazard communication plan, uh, which is a HAZCOM plan, uh, which basically communicates all the chemicals that are in the facility, all the hazards, and, you know, what to do if that if you somehow get a chemical in your eye and how do you react? How do you engage in the safety data sheet? Uh, so I would say that as well. But the storage of chemicals and I'll see pesticides stacked on top nutrients and I'll see chemicals dripping down on these shelves onto other uh, containers and basically uh, creating a cross contamination uh, situation. And so chemicals should really be separated by type. Pesticides should be in a non-flammable, a protective cabinet, a fire-rated cabinet, and should be completely separate from all the way, all, the other way that you're storing chemicals in your cultivation facility. And then if you have nutrients, then just have a section for nutrients. Don't put like nutrients and then bleach and cleaning chemicals and mix it up on the shelf. I see a lot of times the shelves are corroded. If chemicals dripping onto the floor and uh, and then the, the metal shelf is beginning to corrode and we've just got a lot of cross-contamination happening. That would probably, like I said, the top five in violations. And another piece is the storage protective uh, PPE gear, basically. And there was one time I was in a cultivation facility and they kept the hazmat suit and mask with the filtration in the bathroom right by the toilet and the, the mask was not bagged up whatsoever so now we have this apparently clean suit that you're supposed to be wearing when you're spraying chemicals is now in a bathroom where people are going to the bathroom and then we have particles in the air and it's getting pulled into the mask because if you do not bag your mask up the filtration system 
uh, will keep pulling in air through the mask. So if you can only imagine, I don't have to really get too detailed about it. <laughs> but it's just, those are a couple of things that I've seen as far as just not having proper storage as it relates to chemicals and also PPE. When you were when you mentioned the storage and the way that uh, chemicals and pesticides are stored, it made me think of because I know you're from the restaurant industry, the way that you store foods in the refrigerator, like you would never put raw chicken on top of produce and have like the raw chicken juices, you know, drip potentially over the, you know, raw other produce. And so it, it you know, same, similar concepts exactly. between different same. industries. Yeah, same concept. You do not want raw chicken dripping on your romaine lettuce and then eating exactly. that. Exactly. So your company mission at ICS is to empower cannabis operators with the knowledge, tools, and skills to cultivate a culture of compliance. At what point in the process should operators start putting together their compliance programs? I would start working on the compliance program right when you're starting the license application phase. A lot of times, and depending on what state, New Jersey is an example, they request a compliance plan as part of the license application process. So it really just depends on what state that you're operating in. Uh, having a compliance program really helps you out, one, with your application process, because you can show regulators that you're really serious about compliance and, 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 and here's my program. The great thing about starting a program early on at the early stages of your application is that you can update it. You can make it better. You don't have to get really freaked out or nervous going, how am I going to come up with this compliance plan? I'm not even operating. So it's kind of just a placeholder for, uh, because you're going to learn and grow as you, as you operate your cultivation facility, you're going to, you're going to start with a plan and then, you know, you might end up changing your lights. You might change the way that you grow. You might change uh, to a different uh, medium like a different soil, or maybe you're going to go and not do a soil. So there's so many things that can happen the day that you open your cultivation facility to a year to two years down the road, just like SOPs get updated. The compliance program is going to get maintained and updated at the whole entire time of the evolution of running this business. So it's always going to be a work in progress so that you don't have to worry that I have to have this perfect program, you're always going to be working on improving that program. What risks are cultivations taking by not prioritizing their compliance programs on like uh, on a daily basis starting on day one? I just think the risk is that all the, the hard work and the millions, depending on how much you invest in the company, but we could say up to a million dollars that you've invested that you're putting on the line and risking, uh, you're also... You know, you're also risking regulators coming in and you're getting fines and violations. Like, like I said, putting the, the license at risk. So that would be definitely a couple of ways that you get yourself in trouble. Yeah. And, and not to be redundant, but would you say that the hardest work in the, in the process comes before or after opening day? I think it's after opening day. I think... A lot of people say, wow, that was the most exhausting, exhausting license application project I've ever done. But I really do think the day, the day that you open, now you have to, you have to walk the walk, right? You can't just, license application is really just about talking the talk. Here are all the things I'm going to do. I'm going to outline them. 
But now you have to take everything that you've been working on for those two years going through that process. Now you actually have to implement everything. And it's just not implement everything and say, oh, okay, we're there. You have to maintain it. There's a maintenance that's required. There's engagement. There's constant engagement that's required. And that's where it can be challenging because I think people can get complacent. They think they get to opening day. And that's that's really where I call it. I call it compliance complacency. That's where people tend to kind of shoot themselves in the foot a little. Yeah, and I would say it's like a two-part managing people managing your teams in and of itself is a challenge and staying on top of that plus you know managing your compliance program separately and and making sure that it's you know as detailed and you know inclusive as it needs to be here with jenny germano from ics consulting jenny let's talk about your newest ncrm academy course that launched two weeks ago called cannabis cultivation compliance who should take this course I would say that this course is really for everyone. It's a broad spectrum. So uh, obviously a cultivation facility, an owner or an employee that's working in a cultivation facility, anyone who's just generally curious about the industry. There are a lot of people out there that are considering still getting in the industry. And a lot of people think that they're too late to the party and I do not really think anyone's late to the party. It's so still very early in this industry, even though it's been going on for a little bit. I just think it's really for anyone who's just interested in compliance or cultivation or, or how how it really works out there in this industry as it relates to risk management and uh, the component of compliance and just making sure that you're operating a well-maintained facility. Definitely. Other than other than the topics we've already touched upon, what are some of the best practices that course takers will gain insight on through the course? Yeah, I really think there's a there's a section in there that really kind of goes over items like, you know, record keeping and, and how you're going to be managing these documents and these buckets of compliance. But also we kind of talk about some of those, you know, those federal standard programs that we briefly discussed you know, during our conversation, but it goes into more detail about the different plans and health and safety standards. But I would say uh, those are the biggest takeaways. It's just going to like cover kind of the general compliance as it relates to operating cultivation facility, which really makes it approachable for anyone at any level to come in and watch and listen to this course and take this course. And as somebody who has taken it, um, it's a great tool for people newly getting into the industry or newly finding themselves in a cultivation compliance role or management or supervisory position. But it's also a great tool of refresh to make sure that you, you know, you know, you didn't focus on one aspect of compliance and kind of leave another one by the wayside. So I really do think it's a great tool, like you said, for anybody and everybody, whichever stage they are in, you know, their career or if they're just thinking about it. It's all, it's all really, really important and great to know stuff. So aside from providing their employees with this course, how can owners, operators, and compliance managers better equip their employees to each be an asset when it comes to maintaining a successful and sustainable compliance program in their day-to-day? What are their tools? I, would, I, I have to talk about training you know, on a different level because... 
they could send them to this course, but what are they going to do outside this course? What other, what other training are they going to get outside this course, you know, that we teamed up and collaborated on, right? And I think, I see what really happens out there is that they, they onboard employees and they say, hey, this is how it works. Here's our employee handbook. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, we'll train you for an hour. Here's, you know, here's how you water the plant or here's how you buck and trim and all that stuff. And that's it. And they just throw employees out into the wind, right? And then they never get training after that. And I think people really should think about how am I going to create this continuous kind of educational program for employees? Like committing, I think owners should really, you know, operators, owners of these facilities should really commit to a quarterly training program. Uh, and that it doesn't matter if you're reteaching the same materials. I'm telling you, I have employees where I've taught them the same materials every quarter and they always say, thank you for the refresher. I needed the refresher. You think, you know, going into a facility that's operating 10 years, I always get the most feedback from those employees that have been doing the longest going, hey, I forgot about that. I forgot about that rule. I forgot about that regulation. You have to teach them more than just the operational scope of how that business is run. You have to give them the tools such as like, what are the rules? What are the regulations? What are, what's the new regulations coming in? Are new set of rules that I have to learn? A lot of times employers are afraid to empower employees and train them around the, all the rules and regulations and they kind of keep them in the dark. And so you have to remember employees are the gatekeepers of compliance. It's just something I've always said for the last 12 years. There, The buck always kind of like, you know, as far as compliance, it really stops with the employee because they're the ones working in the facility. A lot of times, not all owners work in these facilities, right? Some do, some startups do, obviously, when they're just starting out. But as a company grows and expands and starts becoming a multi-state operator and moving into other states, you never, never, never see the owner. You just see employees. And that's why I believe they're the gatekeepers because you know they're the ones that are going to ensure that everything is operating and running in compliance clients the end of the day. And there are other risks that go with high turnover. And I'm somebody that firmly believes that when you're constantly keeping your employees and your teams engaged, and you're using education as a, a way to keep them invested, there's a lower likelihood that they will move on, leave, you know, and go elsewhere. And I think also, you know, training, it's something that's hard for managers to wrap their arms around in a, on a consistent basis. So when you constantly have new faces coming in and, you know, new people, it just puts the whole operation even more at risk, not just specifically for compliance, but very much so um, for compliance. So cannabis cultivation compliance is your third course on the NCRM Academy's compliance track after introduction to compliance and introduction to dispensary compliance. Do you recommend that growers and cultivators look looking to get into the regulated industry start at introduction to compliance first? Uh, should they take both courses? What do you recommend? I, I definitely recommend taking the intro piece first and then, and then taking the next one second. I definitely say do both but i would start at the beginning for the introduction it just kind of gives a really good summary of just understanding the basics like record keeping and you know health and sanitation and it's also covers about 
you know, security and seed to sale tracking. It kind of just explains and breaks a lot of that information down for you. And again, as somebody who's taken the courses, you know, it's, there's never too much. There's never too much explanation around the whys, the hows, the regulations. Um, And it's just a great tool to use in preparation of the inevitable change. So, you know, when you are in full control over, um, you know, how to manage a specific regulation, uh, it makes that change that's, again, inevitably coming in some form or another easier to to manage and navigate through because you really have an understanding of why. So I also would recommend always starting at the intro to compliance. It kind of breaks down and then diving into the specifics for cultivation compliance. Jenny, is there anything else that you want to add about the course to our listeners? Yeah, I would just like... One, the last thing I would add is, you know, really take the time to absorb the information and, you know, NCRA and NCRM Academy offers a lot of different, really great courses on their platform. I'm always really excited about all the different uh, courses that they're offering. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of great context and educational training out there for employees. Not only take my course, but also look at other courses and really just keep hammering away at, you know, expanding uh, the educational piece in your business and making sure that if you're an operator, for you to keep learning and growing, but also, you know, creating an environment for employees to thrive in. And that really starts with training and providing really good structure and content for them to kind of, you know, to use as their bumpers and their guides in order, you know, to execute, you know, their 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 roles every day at your facility. So that that's just the one last takeaway I would give. I think that's a really great point um, because when you don't equip them with the knowledge and understanding, they're always in some way dependent on you. And that is a lot of pressure for one person to bear. Uh, you know, we both have experience working in, in dispensaries and cultivations and it, it's a lot, it's a lot of, uh, you know, that comes from the top. So the more that you equip your team to understand and to function in an, in a way that makes them empowered, the better result, the better output, and the easier that you'll breathe at night as a manager or a supervisor or a owner. But as we all know, cannabis is a risky business. And to all cultivators out there in this highly regulated industry, regardless of where you are in your operation, We urge you and the members of your team to take advantage of Jenny's knowledge and experience through her courses, which can be found at ncrma.com backslash ncrm academy. And as a reminder, NCRMA members get 20% off all of their academy courses. Once again, Jenny, thank you for being here today and for all that you've contributed to the association and helping us both make our members and the industry at large better through education, support, and expertise. To learn more about Jenny and how ICS Consulting Service can help your business, visit icsconsultingservice.com. And to learn more about the NCRMA and how you can become a member, visit our website at at, uh, ncrma.net 
And while you're at it, give us a follow on social media so you can stay dialed in to what's happening within our family of brands. We have pages for NCRMA, NCRPS, and Tricom. Thank you again, Jenny. And thank you to everyone who tuned in today. We hope that you found this time valuable and we look forward to continue to celebrating your continued success. Thank you. And thanks for everyone who's listening today. We appreciate you and good day. Bye everyone. See you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.